0: Hey everyone. Welcome back to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Aben. On today's episode, I'll be talking more about imposter syndrome, my personal story around that, kind of what it is, and what do we do with this going forward. All of the discussion in today's episode contains the host's thoughts, opinions, and ideas. These are solely the host's and do not reflect the host's workplace, educational institute, religious institute, or other such relations. Before we get started... I'd like to say a huge thank you to Brandon over at Instinctive Designs, who created all the logos and other artwork for the Cultivate podcast. If you're interested in our a logo, or any other cool designs, go hit him up on Instagram, at Instinctive Designs, shoot him a DM, and he'll get back to you. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, episode two's here. Uh, excited about this one. Uh, looking forward to kind of... Uh, What I have planned for this one. But first off, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who had listened to uh, the first episode and just the words of encouragement and um, just the feedback I got through that. Uh, It was really cool to see. Uh, I guess it kind of just put things into perspective for me and I guess the reach that I can have through this. Uh, So, again, thank you for listening to that first episode and just for your words of encouragement. If you haven't had the chance to listen to that yet, feel free to pause this one, go back to the first one. It'll kind of give you a, uh, an idea of what this is all about. And so feel free to go do that really quick and come back to this episode uh, and jump right back in. But again, thank you everyone who uh, just listened, lended an ear to allow me just to share something. Um, and for I guess for coming back to this one so, uh, and, and being willing to listen to some more. So uh, thank you again. Uh, So today's episode is definitely going to be about something that's super important to me and is something that I have kind of been learning about and experiencing um, this last year or so, and it's this idea of imposter syndrome. So just to kind of kick this off, I'm going to kind of give out a couple just Google search definitions, and I'm going to kind of talk about a personal story, kind of just where I've been, and then something that kind of just opened up for me and Um, We'll go from there. So uh, the first, and I guarantee, and and backtracking real quickly, sorry about that. Uh, If you haven't ever heard of imposter syndrome, I guarantee you, you've probably felt this feeling. And so imposter syndrome, kind of some couple definition, textbook definitions of this is first one would be a psychological pattern in which people doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. The second would be uh, imposter syndrome is a pervasive feeling of self-doubt, insecurity or fraudulence, despite often overwhelming evidence to the contrary. It strikes smart, successful people. It often rears its head after an especially notable accomplishment like admissions to prestigious university, public acclaim, winning an award or earning a promotion. So those are kind of a couple textbook definitions. Uh, I'll say my opinion on those later. Uh, so just stick with me. But that kind of gives you maybe an idea of what this feeling is. It's just a feeling, I think, of, of doubt, of fear, uh, self-doubt, you know, like it said in that one, insecurity. Uh, I think it's a fear of being um, something that you're not. And uh, personally... Uh, this has been really rearing its head for me since college, and so last year I ended up being uh, fortunate enough to finish college, and while I was there, I, I had great success. Um not trying to puff myself up, but my grades were really good, and I was able to uh, be in a couple honor societies, and I won a nice award through the College of Business and Economics at Boise State. Um, I had an internship that I really enjoyed, and Um, a lot of people would say I was really smart. I had a lot of classmates just tell me, oh, well, you're just a smart kid. You're just blah, 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 right? And um, I guess I had things in my award case that proved that. But there was a lot of times that I didn't feel that way. I really wasn't the smartest kid out there. I wasn't the most genius person that I felt everybody was telling me. I just... Honestly, what I told you, I just did my homework and studied really hard for tests. I wasn't any smarter than the person to my left or to my right. Um, And I, I do believe that. I'm not just that. But I began to have this fear inside of me that I was going to be found out. That people were going to realize that I wasn't as smart as they said I was. And this really reared its hair, head a couple times. And one that I could think of is during my internship, I was... Uh, Working in an IT department uh, locally. And um, we'd have meetings on Tuesday that would last probably two hours, I think, two to three hours. And it was just an entire IT uh, department check in. So everybody from the IT department would come in and we'd kind of have a discussion of how things were going, what project statuses were happening, and all this other stuff. And I can't lie, I sat through those meetings and got afraid that I wasn't going to get a job because out of college because I had no clue a lot of the things that were being spoken about or talked about. Um, there was a lot of times I'd have to do quick Google searches during conversations because I needed to know this certain phrase that was being used or this thing that was being talked about because I had no clue. And there was a lot of times I would hope that no one would ever call on me uh, to share anything because I had no freaking clue what was going on. And there was this fear welling up of, don't ask me a question, or that they were going to figure it out, that I wasn't this person that they thought I was. And this, again, struck its head. Uh, I, I realized after I graduated that I really wanted to be a software developer. That's what my passion was, and I actually am a software developer today, and one of the reasons I am that today is because I went through a local software development boot camp. Uh... If you want to talk about a place where you're going to feel this, this was definitely the place that I felt uh, out of my depth. Um, Lots of self-doubt, right? So learning software development is not an easy process, but sitting in a room of 20 other people and everyone's working on projects and you can kind of see what everybody's working on, you'll definitely have moments of feeling like, oh my gosh, everybody else knows this stuff and I'm sitting here and I have no clue what's going on. And even though people in my class said, hey, you know, it seems like you're really getting this or you seem really smart, things like that. um, There's a lot of times I sat there and I said, oh my gosh, everybody else gets this and I don't. I'm an idiot, right? And I finally kind of got this name, imposter syndrome, to this feeling when we finally talked about it at this development boot camp. Um, And one of the things I really noticed is that it's, I don't know. I think it's really negative how we talk about it. And so, uh, you know, when words that were usually used when discussing um, imposter syndrome would be, you know, find a way to deal with it or find a way to beat it. Um, like I just and and that might not sound negative to you. It might be really positive, like, right, you're trying to overcome something. And, and I agree. But. We're almost talking about it like it's a hindrance, that this feeling is just purely negative, that um, nothing good comes from it. So just deal with it, beat it. Um, And and doing a quick Google search, there's a lot of articles out there about imposter syndrome. And and here's some of the headlines that I saw. Um, Yes, imposter syndrome is real. Here's how to deal with it. Imposter syndrome, uh, symptoms types and how to deal with it. Five types of imposters and how to stop them. Uh, the five types of imposter syndrome and how to beat them, overcoming imposter syndrome, uh, what it is and how to overcome it. And those sound, you know, again, like really great articles. And I, I'm sure that they are. But part of it to me is, too, is this idea of that we're just trying to, you know, beat this hindrance. Um, and so I guess the thing that opened up for me was one day I was scrolling through LinkedIn and I follow TED Talks on there, and I love TED Talks, and you'll definitely see probably some more throughout our time on the Cultivate podcast being brought up, but I found this um, talk from the CEO of Atlassian, and and if you don't know Atlassian, um, they are a big software development company. They create a lot of tools to help software developers make their jobs easier. I can name a few, but you probably would have no clue what they are, and um, just know, uh, take it from me, that... They're a big company, and so the CEO hops on there and talks about how he struggles with imposter syndrome and how, you know, he's realized as an entrepreneur and someone's been really successful, everyone struggles with it, and successful people struggle with it. You're not the only one that struggles with it, but instead of just sitting in that feeling, use that feeling for something good, and he really brings this positive light to imposter syndrome. And that's kind of the thing that started to really kind of open up for me is that this idea that this feeling that i'm feeling right now that um man um i'm really in it right now and if people knew how i'm feeling or the state that i'm in they'd probably say man get out of here you clearly don't know anything right but how can i use that feeling for something good um, and so uh, an idea of this is that at work, at my work, we have weekly meetings and they're kind of about learning. And one of them is really code intensive. And we were sitting through this meeting and we talked about something um, that I had no, never heard of before. And um, all these terms started getting thrown around and it kind of brought me back to my internship. And I began to have this fear of like, oh my gosh, I don't call on me because I have nothing to share. And that if I do share something, it's just going to sound like you know, it's coming from a baby's mouth because I have no clue about this. And luckily I didn't get called on, but part of me just wanted to check out and sit there and go, well, I'm just never going to know it. So why even take the time to be a part of this conversation? But after I had watched this video, some, it, it, it just kind of came back to my mind. And so I, at the end of it, I ended up, um, Getting the guys, uh, the guy who presented the topic, I got his PowerPoint from him and began to review that and I started doing Google searches out there about the topic and things started to come a little bit more clear and I started to gain a, a bit more understanding of it. Not that uh, I gained a wealth of knowledge or that I'm an expert on it now, but, you know, it felt a little bit more comfortable. And I realized I used that imposter syndrome, that feeling of self-doubt, I used it for something good. I learned. And... You know, even though that there's ways to deal with it or overcoming it, those are great. But really, there's something more to this and that, you know, it's not necessarily an entirely bad thing. As long as you don't sit in that and freeze, as long as you harness that and use it for something good. And so the CEO of Atlassian and he he in his video, he talks about imposter syndrome and Like I said, I don't really necessarily agree with some of these definitions earlier, like it strikes smart and successful individuals, like they're the only people that feel this, because I don't agree with that. I think it affects everyone. You know, I think it's a feeling when you feel out of your depth, or honestly, I think when you feel uncomfortable or you're in this, maybe a place where you're feeling like you're getting stretched. Um, And he talks about it like this. He says, so for me, imposter syndrome is a feeling of being well, well out of your depth, yet already entrenched in the situation. Internally, you know you're not skilled enough, experienced enough, or qualified enough to justify being there, yet you are there, and you have to figure a way out, because you just can't get out. It's not a fear of failure, it's a, and not a fear of being unable to do it, it's more of a sensation of getting away with something, a fear of being discovered, that at any time, someone's going to figure it out. And if they did, you'd honestly think, well, that's fair enough, actually. And he also goes on to later say, like I said earlier, so one of the things I learned is that people think successful people don't feel like frauds, but I think, especially knowing a lot of entrepreneurs, the opposite is more likely to be true. But the most successful people I know don't question themselves, but they do heavily question and regularly question their ideas and knowledge. They know that the water is—they uh, know when the water is way too deep, and they're not afraid to ask for advice. They don't see that as a bad thing. They use that advice to hone ideas, to improve them, and to learn. And it's okay to be out of your depth sometimes. I'm frequently out of my depth. It's okay to be out of your depth. It's okay to be in a situation where you just can't push the eject button so long as you don't freeze, so long as you harness the situation, don't be paralyzed and torn it into some force for good. And the important thing I say, uh, it's important that I say harness here because this isn't some... uh, sort of pop psychology bs about conquering imposter syndrome it's merely about being aware of it and so going forward um i could honestly leave this here and say friends when you feel um that you're in the deep water and the water is way too deep and you don't know what to do and and you're afraid that you know someone's gonna figure out that you have no clue what you're doing um Don't sit in that feeling. Use that for something. Learn. Question uh, your ideas. Question your knowledge. um, Gain understanding. Ask for help. Um, It's okay because a lot of people feel this way. Harness that. Um, Begin to realize when you're feeling that way. What are your triggers towards those things? And begin to not just sit back and say, well, that's just poor me. But use that feeling. Be positive about it. Use it for something good. I could honestly leave that and just, if you want to leave now, you can leave now. Um, but as I began to even think about this more, I began to realize some more. Some, I just started to dig deeper and deeper into my life and begin to realize a few more things about this. And 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 so here's where I'm going to go. And again, this next part, you know, like I said in the first episode, put things on that you want to put on and... Leave things off that you want to leave off. Um, So I still struggle with this today, even with this TED Talk and, uh, you know, seeing times in my life where I've now been able to use this in a more positive light. I still struggle. And, you know, like these articles said before, um, you know, oh, here's how to deal with it. Overcoming imposter syndrome. Here's what it is and how to overcome it. You are never going to overcome it. You just aren't. And I, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that, you know, you're a failure if you're not. It's just, honestly, it's just something you're going to struggle with. And I begin to begin, I just begin to think, I've been thinking a lot about lies and fear. And we'll talk about fear later in another episode. But I begin to think about this and, and I wasn't reminded of, uh, part in the Bible and, and John chapter eight, um, where Jesus is speaking with some, uh, Pharisees and, and they're kind of having a back and forth. The Pharisees are just really trying to find a way to, um, get Jesus to say something or do something he's not supposed to so that they can really go ahead and, um, you know, look for a way to kill him practically. And, um, you know, Jesus is talking about, you know, if you were really my disciples, um, you'd know the truth and you'd set me free. And this is starting in John chapter eight, verse 31. And, you know, he talks about, you know, if you're really my disciples, then you'd know the truth and the truth would set you free. And they kind of answer back, well, we're Abraham's descendants. Uh, You know, we have never been slaves to anybody. How can you say that we shall be set free? And, um, Jesus goes on to say, you know, everyone who sins is a slave to sin and, um, you know the sun sets you free, and you will be free indeed. And you know, even though you are Abraham's descendants, you know and you're looking for a way to kill me. you know, there's no room for you in my in my word. Um, and they will they answer back to that kind of saying, well, you know, verse thirty nine, well, Abraham is our father. And Jesus kind of goes back at that, saying, you know, if you were Abraham's childrens then uh, children, then you would uh, do what Abraham did. Uh, you're looking for a way to kill me, uh, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from, her, heard from God. Abraham did, know, uh, did not do such things. Uh, Jesus gives them the nice uh, saying of, you are doing the work of your own father. Uh, and then they respond back, we are not your Ill- illegitimate children. The father uh, we have is God himself. And and this next kind of section is really important. So you kind of this, I just kind of... St- st- Briefly went over these last couple um, verses just to kind of give you a little bit of a context of the discussion that was happening. So it's just Jesus and some Pharisees really going back and forth about a few things. And um, Jesus ends up saying to them, You know, if God were your father, you'd love me, for I've come here from God. I've come on my own. God sent me. Why is this language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I have to say. You belong to your father, the devil and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his negative language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. That's verse 44, that last part, and that's that's the verse I've been really um, clinging on recently, is this idea of I love the language that Jesus uses here because he, under I mean, this is something he, bigger than me, and I don't understand it fully, but he doesn't just say this to give a pass, swiping past that, oh yeah, the devil's a liar. I think, you know, in today's church culture, we'll be like, ah, oh, get behind me, Satan, you know, he's a liar, he's going to tell you lies, and, and we sit there and go, oh yeah, ha ha, and then two minutes later, we're sitting there telling ourselves that we're not good enough, um, and we believe that. And I'm going to say this, is that the devil is a better liar than we give him credit for. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he's a liar and the father of lies. Lying is in Satan's DNA, it's his native language. He's really dang good at it. And I begin to think about this and what imposter syndrome really is. I can sit at work and I'm going to be completely authentic and honest. Um, I've really struggled with this at my work. And it's something that um, they say a lot of software developers or people practicing law experience because there's a lot of knowledge out there and you don't have to understand everything to become a software developer. Um, But I really struggled with this. But it was this little voice in my head saying, oh, well, you know, you're not good enough. You know, you're not even supposed to be here. You know, you, people are just gonna realize that you you messed up your failure. You know, you're not your program that you're writing is not gonna be good. And they're gonna call you into a room and fire you. You know that, right? Is that of God? It really and it, the thing is his, it really isn't. Imposter syndrome is just a bunch of lies. And that's what I've been being aware of. Because here's the thing: God is never going to tell you and and there's and I'm not leaving this here as a, a negative Nancy moment because there's there's hope friends God has me and my job for a reason he wants to do something with me through there. do you think he'd tell me that I wasn't good enough and that everybody was going to find out that I have no clue what I'm doing? No, he's not going to say that. He's going to tell me that I have opportunities to love my coworkers. I have opportunities to create software to help make other people's lives easier. I have the opportunity to um, be a good steward. He's not going to put me into a place in my life or however this looks in your life. He's not going to put you somewhere and then tell you that you're not good enough or that you know um everyone's going to find out how terrible you are that's not him as the father of lies and so friends we'll talk about this later and and um i just want to encourage you right now um when you begin to feel this know that god loves you and if you know if you have a bible and you're religious open that up see what god says about you there's plenty of verses you can google like What God thinks about me. Or, you know, find just encouraging um, words of affirmation from the Bible and and realize that God's not going to tell you that. That the enemy is going to tell you that. Because, you know, there's a still small voice in you that is the Holy Spirit. That's God that's going to move you and guide you. But there's also that small voice in you that's the enemy. That's the devil. He's wanting to um, devour you, destroy you. He's going to tell you that you're not good enough because he doesn't want you to be your full potential. So friends, don't sit and be stagnant. Use this. And, and and if you're not religious or whatever, and you just think what I just said was a bunch of malarkey, that's okay. Don't sit and be stagnant in this, in this, in these lies and these uh, deception in your life. Use this feeling for something good. Learn. Um, love your neighbor, you know, love your coworkers, love what you're doing. Um, try to find material out there that you can use to gain more understanding of the world. Do something, just do something. Don't, don't sit and let this feeling derail you because you know what? You're not the only one that struggles with this and that these feelings are feelings that everyone has and you're not alone in that. So friends, going forward, I'd love to hear, take um, some time, and I'd love to hear back from some of you about what does this look like in your life, and maybe where some areas that you've identified um, feeling uh, a sense of imposter syndrome, or maybe some sense of the enemy, you know, the devil lying to you, and... Use that feeling for good. I want to hear about that. Like, honestly, I want to hear it. So DM me. Um, also, my email. I'm going to put my email in the bio. There's an email for the Cultivate Podcast. I'll put that in there. If emailing is a little bit easier for you, email me that. Or hop on my Instagram. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, do that. At the Cultivate Podcast 208. Nothing special in there. It's just at the Cultivate Podcast 208. DM me. I'd love to hear about maybe where some areas in your life that you've struggled and take some time these next few weeks and just use this feeling for something good. Um, so yeah, guys, that's that's just kind of where my heart's at recently. And um, again, uh, kind of just wrapping this all up. Thanks for listening. Um, looking forward to next time. Friends, you can do this. Uh, you're very powerful people. Um, or just keep Keep pressing forward one foot ahead of the other um, and you guys can do this. So again, uh, social media, uh, if you're on there, Facebook, um, the Cultivate Podcast and Instagram at the Cultivate Podcast 208. I'll put links in the bio or just the description. Uh, So that way, if you're on social media, hit me up there. Email um, the Cultivate Podcast 208 at gmail.com. That'll be in the description. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, maybe some of the stuff that you're you're working through, and um, again, thanks. You, thank you again for listening. Um, huge shout out to Brandon over at Instinctive Designs, uh, who created the logo and other artwork for the Cultivate Podcast. He's a great dude. Uh, if you're interested in some logos or designs, or maybe some sports-related things or whatever, uh, go check out his page at Instinctive Designs on Instagram. Uh, Shoot him a DM. He'll get back to you. Um, God bless you guys. Thank you again for all the support. Looking forward to the next episode. Have a great rest of your day, guys.